Hello, and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we have one of my favorites, not only a double episode of Virtual Legality today, if you didn't catch our Supreme Court discussion earlier today, please do check it out, but also a follow-up to a previous Virtual Legality episode. Now, if you were following along with us in the past couple of weeks, you might have seen the rumor that AT&T, after having bought Time Warner and inherited WB Games, has been anonymously sourced, of course, shopping around this asset, primarily because AT&T finds itself in billions and billions of dollars of debt, and WB Games represents an asset that actually does have some external value and that they might well be trying to move. Now, we looked at the article regarding WB Games selling itself. We looked at some references to the anonymous sources, to the fact that nobody said that a deal was imminent. We talked about the various market capitalizations of Activision Blizzard, T2, and Electronic Arts, and came to the understanding, the conclusion, that if a sale were going to be made, it wasn't going to be anytime soon, not the least of which because these companies didn't necessarily have the money to make these kinds of purchases, with maybe the exception of Activision Blizzard, who has a bigger market capitalization than the two others. But today, a new story appeared in a website that I wasn't familiar with called The Information, and it is headlined, Microsoft expresses interest in acquiring Warner Game Unit. And the main sentence says, Microsoft has expressed interest in acquiring the games division of Warner Brothers, the publisher behind popular game franchises based on Batman, Harry Potter, and other characters, according to two people familiar with the situation. Now, we will come back to that. But I want to reflect on a couple of things before we do. Hopefully, this is a fairly short update. You'll know better than I do when you can look at the time code for this video. But at the end of the day, Every bit of information that is included in this article has already been read to you by me in the headline and in the first sentence. What you have is an anonymous source from somewhere telling the information that Microsoft has expressed interest. Now, a lot of folks came into the comments to my earlier video and said, hey, what about Sony? What about Microsoft? Maybe somebody else could buy them. And I said, sure, absolutely. And if you go and you look at those comments, one of the things you will see me say is there isn't a game publisher or company on earth that doesn't pick up the phone and say, sure, I'll listen. Because if Warner Games is selling itself for pennies on the dollar, every company that has the market capitalization to potentially affect that transaction will quote unquote express interest. So on my social media right now, in various comments that people have sent to me when this news broke just a couple hours ago, a lot of folks said, hey, Microsoft could buy this. That would be great. And there is no reason to believe that Microsoft couldn't be entertaining this proposition, right? We've been talking about Microsoft and Microsoft rumors for a long time, primarily facilitated by the fact that they have purchased a lot of game companies. They now own Obsidian. They now own Ninja Theory. They now own a lot of different companies that they didn't own five years ago. But along with those acquisitions comes a lot of rumors. A few hundred virtual legality episodes ago, I talked about a rumor that Microsoft could potentially be buying Platonic Games, who made the Banjo-Kazooie sequel, Ukulele. And I talked about the fact that the rumors didn't make a lot of sense and how even if they did make sense, any kind of acquisition would take a long time and have to be hidden behind closed doors until the thing was done. 
because the board of directors of AT&T, or in this case, Platonic, has a vested interest to keep those deal terms quiet, probably a contractual commitment to do so if they were to enter into an acquisition transaction. And so anything that you kind of hear leaked out and rumor mongering about a major corporate transaction like this probably has some form of ulterior motive. In fact, we've been talking about this so long that I also talked with it about to the easy allies in our help us out hoax segment before virtual legality in this YouTube channel was anything. And the thumbnail I apparently saved so small that it's just tiny in the middle of your screen like that. But you can trust me. It says easy allies in the corner and help us out hoax episode number six on the side. If you want to check that video out, you will hear Brandon Jones and Kyle Bossman and various other easy allies talking about whether or not Microsoft could be purchasing X, Y, or Z, what kind of buying spree they are going on, Microsoft has been a part of this conversation for a long time. And it's not just because they have purchased a lot of companies. One other reason is because of their market capitalization. Now, if we go and we look at Microsoft Corporation, or if you didn't see my earlier video, you might not be familiar with market cap as a concept. But back of the envelope, the best way to think about it is what this company is worth. That's not a great absolute determination, as I'm sure a number of accountants or even lawyers would come in and tell me, but just in terms of what you can leverage of your own assets to buy something else. When we go and we look at Microsoft Corporation, they are worth $1.6 trillion. And when we are talking about this transaction, every number that we have heard leaked is $4 billion. Now, $4 billion, you don't even care if you're one6 trillion dollars in market capitalization. Of course, that isn't correct. You care about every dollar you spend going out there, but you certainly don't care the same amount as a Take-Two Interactive that has a market capitalization of 16 billion that would have to leverage a quarter or a third of its assets to get a $4 billion deal done. So Microsoft is a very useful party to be involved in this conversation. Very useful if you are Warner Brothers, if you are AT&T. So when I look at something like this, and I want people to think about things critically, I don't want to pour cold water over what folks are thinking about. Microsoft could absolutely buy WB Games. They could announce it next month, and I wouldn't be surprised that it happened. But when you see a story like this, absolutely analyze it for what could be happening behind the scenes. Microsoft Express's interest is not a surprise. I would be surprised if Sony didn't express interest if an inquiry was made to them, if any other publisher didn't express interest. If you are familiar with buying any kind of large asset, if somebody's going to sell you that Mercedes or that Lamborghini or whatever your dream car is, and they're going to sell it to you for $10, chances are you would express interest. It's always a question of what the price is, what you are getting for that price. In the same way that if someone were to offer you a lemon, You might say, hey, I express interest if the price is right. And then they say it's $4 billion. You say, nah, I'm walking away. So Microsoft has expressed interest to the first inquiry, bare minimum. Hey, would you be interested in potentially buying WB Games? Vice president of acquisitions at Microsoft says, sure, I'd be interested. How about that number? Say, we'll get back to you. We just want that sentence. And so I look at this and I say, hmm, all right. Why is this information being leaked and who's leaking it? We've got anonymous sources and... Microsoft being in the midst of things, if true, or even if communicated as true, presenting it as true, is very useful to AT&T and Warner Brothers who might otherwise be seeing some pushback 
on the number that they are asking for their business, right? They asked for $4 billion, but maybe their suitors are looking at that and that's too high. Take two probably can't offer $4 billion. I don't want to speak for them. Certainly companies have done more with less market cap and have leveraged themselves to the hilt to get it done. Maybe that's what they are looking at. But what you also get in this article is reference to an investment banking concept. So if you aren't familiar with mergers and acquisitions, one thing that happens here, if you want to sell your asset, you can't just go to the supermarket. You can't go to the flea market and say, hey, we're selling a $4 billion WB Games entity. Anybody interested? Instead, there's a whole line of work generally referred to as investment bankers, but there are other kind of terms for consultants that do this kind of thing. And you say, hey, we're interested in selling this asset. This is roughly what we would like to sell it for. Go test the market. Go see what kind of fish bite at the hook. And in this case, this article suggests that an investment banking firm called LionTree has been hired by AT&T to go see if anybody is interested in potentially purchasing this asset. So if you are LionTree or you are Warner Brothers, you say, I'm going to call up all these various places and everybody that doesn't immediately hang up on me and kick me out the door is somebody in my back pocket that if I needed to, I could leak out to the press and say, hey, they expressed interest. And then if you've got somebody like Take-Two or Electronic Arts or Activision Blizzard that says $4 billion's a little high for me, how do we feel about $2.5? And AT&T absolutely doesn't want to sell it at that price. You go to the old realtor concept, right? If you've ever bought a home, well, okay, 2.5, we understand, but can't you do any better? Because we've got another buyer out there and he's really interested in the house. Only in this case, We've got a giant $1 trillion company out there and they buy companies all the time and they really want these assets, take two. Are you sure you can't do better than $2.5 billion? And look, it's all speculative. I'm a business lawyer, so I can tell you that these kinds of things absolutely happen, but I can't tell you that they are happening in this particular instance. What I can tell you is when we've got an article sourced by anonymous sources with a clear interest in potentially leaking out information that a ridiculously huge gorilla of a corporation loves our assets. They love them. They've expressed interest. They want to move into this house right now. So put in your best offer. It reminds me of concepts that you might have heard in other contexts. Generally, I'm talking about stalking horses. Now, this isn't a stalking horse offer. We don't have any indication that Microsoft has made an offer of any kind, but it is a stalking horse type concept that you go out there, you get somebody that you could potentially have a legitimate offer, a legitimate bid, somebody that could potentially backstop, put a floor for the price of your assets, and then you can run an auction from there. And it's a similar concept to kind of leaking out that there is this interested party. So while I know a number of people are excited about this, and I know a number of people would love to see Microsoft make this purchase over Electronic Arts, whom a number of people don't like, over Activision Blizzard, who are the same as Electronic Arts, over Take-Two, who maybe don't have quite the negative kind of perception as Electronic Arts and Activision Blizzard, but also don't appear to have the money. Now, one last thing I will leave you with in this video. Again, I wanted to make it a short one. This is the second video of the day for us, is that this article goes on to say, no deal is imminent. Right, And as we talked about in that prior video, please do check it out if you're interested. The mergers and acquisitions process, especially at this size, is a very, 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 very long one. 
that you sign a term sheet, that that term sheet then becomes hundreds of pages of acquisition documents that are negotiated down to the comma, down to the section heading, that those documents then need to be approved by multiple board of directors and have to be approved by the federal government so that there aren't merger and acquisition issues on an antitrust basis. You are talking about a very, very long process. So although this is exciting, although this is interesting, and I don't want to throw that cold water on anybody, I am going to do it a little bit. Regardless of who you want to buy this asset, regardless of whether or not you love Microsoft or any of these three potential suitors, or maybe you want Sony out there in the wings, nothing on this is likely to happen very soon. Although, if the parties come to an agreement in principle, if that term sheet makes its way to a definitive stasis, to a definitive state, then in all likelihood, you might start seeing leaks of an agreement in principle. And then you'd at least know what was going to happen to the WB assets. Now, the one thing I do think you can take from this article that you can take from the reference to an investment banking firm to this leak now happening again, weeks after the original leak, is that in all likelihood, some form of this is actually happening. That we aren't just looking at rumors being spun just to sell clicks, just to move papers, whatever it might be. We are starting to get kind of multifaceted leaks of different aspects of what appears to be an actual process occurring. So if you want to see WB Games in different hands, at the very least, there is a possibility of that, though there is no guarantee if they can't get the number that they are otherwise seeking. This has been Virtual Legality number two for today. Number one talked about Justice Elena Kagan bringing pop culture into the Supreme Court just like we do here in Virtual Legality. So if you're interested in that kind of concept at the highest level of law in the United States, please do check that out. She's got Hamilton references. She's got Veep references. She is trying to teach law or explain her reasoning through the lens of pop culture just like we do here. And if you like that, please come Tell people that we are here. Check out the rest of our videos. Like, subscribe, hit bells, do all that good stuff. We love having conversations with new people in the comments to these videos. Otherwise, if you saw this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.